Hi, I'm Dr. Mike. My guest believes you're only as healthy as your gut, but how do you know if your gut is healthy? Let's find out. This is Live Forever-ish with Michael A. Smith, MD. Here's Dr. Mike. So, you know, one of the first things that I um, learned in integrative medicine, right? So I came from the conventional side and I started getting more interested in, in supplements and nutrition because my patients wanted to know these things and I needed to learn. And one of the first things that I did learn was the importance of gut health just to overall well-being. My guest is Dr. Michael T. Murray. He is the president and CEO of Dr. Murray Natural Living and is the chief science officer for Enzymedica. He is also the co-author of a textbook of natural medicine and the Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine. He's actually written like over 30 books, so I think he knows what he's talking about, including his latest book, The Magic of Food. Dr. Murray, welcome to the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So what do you think? I, I, one of the first things I learned was gut health w- w- was critical. Is it really? Is gut health really like the key thing we need to be focusing on? Well, everything uh, fits together, and every system is as critical as the, the next. But I think Hippocrates said it best. He said all health begins in the gut, and he also said all disease begins in the gut. So I really think that in this day and age, we need to rediscover the importance of uh, gut health. Yeah. Why, do you think some of the digestive issues, um, are, are, are they just getting worse today? Um, and if so, why do you think that is? I think it's a combination of things, and yes, they are getting worse. Uh, it's a combination of a quality of food, and it's a, it's a combination of uh, many of the drugs that are in vogue to address gut issues, I think, are ending up causing more harm than good, in particular, uh, the PPIs like Nexium and Prilosec and other acid-blocking drugs, and uh, these drugs are just, just really problematic, and I, I don't expect them to be on the market uh much more than maybe five, ten years wow. at the max. The, the the data that's coming out on them are just so incriminating, linking them to early death, the increased risk of heart disease, many forms of cancer, Alzheimer's disease, as well as increased risk for fractures, infections. Uh, you know, these, these are not uh, <laughs> right, uh, right. drugs that are safe, and uh, they're they're now uh, you know being pres- overly prescribed and available over the counter. And they were never designed for long term use, and people have been on them for decades. Right, right, and that's a problem for sure. You know, and it's interesting too. Most of the people that are prescribed these drugs are old, aging Americans, right? And they already have some gut yeah. issues, and they're already not eating very well. They already have problems absorbing nutrients, and now you throw these kind of drugs on, and that just compounds the issue, right? Yeah, that's a very astute observation for sure. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, baby boomers, that generation, they've really been guinea pigs for a lot of failed uh, medical approaches. And I think uh, the approach to digestive health is, is really uh, kind of a failed model. It's based upon suppressing the symptoms and not really helping uh, address the underlying cause and certainly not one that promotes health. Right, right. If gut health is so important, Dr. Murray, how can we help the the listeners know maybe when their gut's not so healthy? What are some of the things they should look for? Well, uh, you know, one out of three Americans regularly, chronically experience uh, digestive complaints. And they range from the minor things like gas, bloating, indigestion, occasional heartburn, maybe some constipation to more more serious uh, conditions. So I think people are already aware that something's not right with their their digestive tract. Uh, there's also this growing awareness that the type of microorganisms we have growing in our intestinal tract, our microbiome, plays a huge role not only in our gut health but also in our mood, 
in our cognitive function, uh, in our metabolism, and in every other uh, physiological role. Uh, so uh, I think there's just uh, just this overwhelming need to kind of focus on how we can improve digestion, how we can improve overall gut health, and how we can build a healthy microbiome. That's interesting. So is that kind of where you start with your patients? Um, is that maybe your first step, you know, rebalancing that microbiome using probiotics? Is that kind of where you start with most people? Well, I think uh, I, I think it, it can be that focus, but I think before that, I look at their, their digestive tract and just, you know, when, when do the symptoms occur? If they occur uh, within the first 15, 30 minutes of eating, that may be a sign not of too much acid, but actually not making enough. Right. Uh, so in those situations, I might use betaine hydrochloride. If the symptoms of gas, bloating, indigestion occur, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour or more after uh, having a meal, then that might imply that they could really benefit from digestive enzymes. And I think overall, digestive enzymes should be much more popular than probiotics. A lot of the benefits that people are looking for with probiotics would be better achieved by utilizing digestive enzyme products. Uh, uh, the probiotics don't digest the food. They're very important for overall gut health, for immune function, but they don't really help that much with these common complaints of gas, bloating, and indigestion. That's where digestive enzymes can really be effective. And then with the proper breakdown of food, we naturally promote a healthier microbiome. So I think the real focus needs to shift from you know throwing more seeds on the lawn uh, that's kind of what we're doing with probiotics to let's prepare the soil a little bit. And if you're not breaking down your food properly, these large food particles get digested by gut bacteria, and that could lead to the formation of rather toxic compounds. It can also lead to significant alterations in the types of uh, bacteria that would thrive with those undigested uh, proteins and carbohydrates. So right. I think the real focus needs to be on how do we improve digestion so the food particles get broken down to feed the right bugs, to feed the, the microbiome in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, too, because that probably the more most common complaints are gas and blo bloating. We see that a lot. Um, and, and you're right. The first step really is, well, we got to digest that food better. Probiotics definitely play a role uh, in overall health. But I think, you know, thinking of breaking down that very first step really in digestion, right? You got to break down the food uh, is, is, is right. critical. Um, I want to shift gears just for a second. And talk about food okay. intolerances, right? We, we, more and more, we're hearing about lacto intolerance, uh, gluten intolerance. What is, is this also increasing? And do you have some, some ideas of why? Yeah, uh, these are increasing. And again, I think it's that uh, we're, uh, either we're not secreting enough digestive enzymes or the enzymes that we're uh, secreting are not active enough. And there are many things that interfere with enzyme action. And if we don't break down food particles, whether we're talking about lactose or uh, galacto-oligosaccharides from beans and other vegetables, or we're talking about proteins like gluten, uh, we're going to have uh, an increased risk of developing food intolerances. In many cases, it's not the food, it's the lack of breaking down the food. And we know this with, with infants, right? If an infant is intolerant to formula, we ship, uh, we ship them to a hypoallergenic formula. The only difference between a regular formula and a hypoallergenic form is that in the hypoallergenic form, the food components have been broken down by enzymes. So we can take enzymes 
via supplementation and achieve the same goal of breaking down these offending food particles and and, and, and helping us deal with them. We know that's true with lactose. Uh, we can utilize lactase, the enzyme that breaks down that sugar and help people tolerate it. The same thing is true with casein and milk protein. If we can break that down, people can tolerate it. Same thing with oligosaccharides from beans and and vegetables, we can help people that maybe suffer from gas or bloating from after eating those foods by utilizing enzymes or break down those food uh, particles. And same thing with gluten. Right, right. So let's 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 go talk a little bit more about those digestive enzymes and breaking down the food. Um, first of all, do you is it the norm? Or maybe I should say it this way: Is it normal? To lose some of your digestive enzyme production as you get older, is that just something that happens to most people? Yeah, there's changes that happen with aging. Uh, we can fight it as best we can, but uh, as we age, there's there's changes uh, in our appearance and there's changes in our physiological functions, and that includes digestive secretion. So both the manufacture of digestion-related uh, compounds and their secretion are decreased with aging. And that's why many people, and I, I know you <laughs> know exactly what I'm talking about, many people will say, gee, I've never had a problem eating this food. And all of a sudden now that I'm you know, <laughs> yeah. 60, 70 years old, I, I eat that food and boy, it just really doesn't agree with me. What's going yeah. on? I, I kind of already and, experienced that, Dr. Murray. <laughs> I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it's usually not the food. Uh, it, it's the, the inability right. to break down those food particles. And you know, the great thing about uh, digestive patients is you know when you're on the right track because when you're on the right track, they see significant improvement in their symptoms. And yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that they really respond that well to placebo because uh, right. I don't think there's a real good placebo for gas and bloating. So they can try, uh, you know, various uh, digestive uh, products and uh, natural products and, and see what works for them. But I really like a high potency digestive enzyme product like right. Digest Gold from the company that I work with, uh, Enzymatica. Sounds great. So let's just end with this, Dr. Murray. What What's the one thing that you would like people to know about digestive health? Well, the one thing that I'd like them to know is that there are answers out there and, and those answers involve not suppressing the symptoms, but recognizing what may be causing those symptoms and then utilizing natural digestive aid to address them, not by suppressing digestion, but by actually enhancing digestion. If people want to learn more, they can go to my website, drmurray.com, or the company I work with, enzymedica.com, and get all the information on how to use digestive enzymes, probiotics, and all these other natural digestive aids. Awesome. Dr. Murray, thanks for coming on the show today. You're listening to Live Forever-ish. For more podcasts, please visit www.liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.